Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. Hello, and welcome to The Perfect Career. Well, there is no such thing. Let me just break that down first. It doesn't exist. What does exist is the ability to learn from things that happen in your career that maybe don't look so pretty, that don't seem so great. Now, when I was starting out, I thought my job, everything in my life, my career in general, would go up and to the right. So if you're thinking of a graph, wonderful, amazing graphs go up and to the right. But even the best graphs have little pivots, you know, going up and down, you know, years that something doesn't go right, days where something doesn't go right. Look at the stock market. It's a great example. There are ups and downs all the time. And honestly, it's what you do with those ups and downs that decides how perfect your career can be. So I want to give you a reference first and foremost, because when I was looking at doing my own thing, you know, opening my own business, I really started studying other successful people. And what I learned time and time again, was that they all had failure under their belts. And one of my favorite things that I listened to when I was starting out, and I still listen to it periodically, is an amazing NPR podcast called How I Built This. And I'm putting it in the show notes because it is such a great show of all these amazing people, Barnes, uh, Crate and Barrel, not Barnes, what am I saying? Crate and Barrel and Kate Spade and some of these amazing people that have done great things and how... They did not know what they were doing. (laughs) It's fascinating. It will make you realize, oh, I don't have to be an expert and things are going to happen that are not out of my control. So I'm going to put that in my show notes so that you can go out and listen to how I built this. Definitely let me know what you think of this show. It really helped me take some pressure off about being perfect in my own business. And if you are on my email list, you know, I'm not perfect. Because last week, I had this amazing idea of putting these funny gifts in my email, I was like, Oh, my gosh, these are going to be so wonderful. And I spent more time than I'm really willing to say on the gifts and how amazing they were. Because when the email went out, they did not show up. They were blank. So lesson learned there. Emily, if you're going to put something new in an email, send a test email first. See, I'm still learning every day, still learning stuff. They were great gifts too. I'm I'm very upset that they didn't come through. But anyway, I wanted to share with you some stories of my past and things that I've learned through not so ideal situations so that you can see instead of wallowing in my pity, I took the information from the scenarios and moved my career forward. And one of my most favorite stories was after my freshman year of college. That summer, I went home and wanted to find a part-time job, right? My mom had been going to a dry cleaners 
and said, my daughter's going to be home for the summer. Do you, do you need people? And they were like, oh my gosh, yes, we do. So I went in and interviewed and what I was going to be doing there was tagging clothes. This is a very glamorous job, tagging the clothes and obviously helping customers when they walked in, right? When they pick up their orders, when they drop orders off, uh, running things through the cash register and all of that good stuff. So day one of this job, there was a girl at this job that it was her last day. And it was somebody's amazing idea to have her train me. (laughs) Now, lesson number one, do not have someone that's leaving an organization on maybe not the best terms because she was very bitter. Do not have them train new people. It's just a recipe for disaster. And I'm going to tell you why. So I have always been somebody that wants to impress. I want to go above and beyond. I want to do as much as I possibly can. And sometimes that bites me in the ass. And today was one of those days. So this woman trains me and she shows me how to pin the clothes. And there are these little holes in the tickets that we're pinning to the clothes. And she said, or, you know, you can pin it this way, which seemed a little bit harder, or you can use the little hole and pin it through the hole. And I was like, well, that's easy. So my goal that went day was to pin as many clothes as I possibly could to show them what a hard worker I was. <sighs> okay. The hole in the ticket, you can't pin things through it because when it runs through the machines in the dry cleaning machines, all the tickets fall off. And remember what I said earlier about how many clothes I pinned and how excited I was? The next day I got to work and we had what felt like thousands, I have no idea exactly how many, but felt like thousands of items of clothing with no tickets. And tickets are what identify the items to the people. So for the next week, I had the lovely opportunity of meeting and greeting every one of our customers, explaining what I personally did, was never going to blame anybody else for it. My manager actually blamed herself, which was really kind. She did not have to do that. And I walked them back to the clothes and said, which ones are yours? It looks like on the receipt, you have two pairs of pants and two blouses. Please pick the right ones. That was horrible. I did not get fired. Thank you. But I learned from that what I said at the beginning. If somebody is leaving an organization and they're bitter, do not have them train people. And I should have asked questions, right? I should have shown the manager what I was doing. Does this seem right? It's a simple thing. And yes, it might seem kind of ridiculous, but it would have saved us a lot of customer service issues that next day. And again, I'm so grateful to Sarah was my manager. Sarah, thank you for not firing me wherever you are. The next story I want to tell you is when I worked for a cell phone company, it was called Singular at the time. It is now AT&T Mobility, but at the time it was Singular and it was super fun. And I was over the planning of all the accessories. Now I'm going to show my age a little bit because at that point, accessories involved car chargers. Yeah, which we don't really even have those anymore, right? We just have plugs, car chargers, and some headphones, you know, like the really janky old ones, uh, like the little mouthpieces. And then some of those 
wireless Bluetooth headsets, and they were so basic. So when I took this over, we had a really bad inventory problem. So that was remedied pretty quickly. I really dug in and made sure I understood what the systems were doing, how they were working, and then worked from there to make sure that everything was in line. No problems. Great job, Emily. Good for you. Until fashion cases. Now, this seems funny now because I think pretty much everybody has some sort of fashion case. But at the time, this was like 2006, 2007, which isn't that long ago. But in that time period, everything in the cell phone world has changed. In that time, these cases looked like Prada bags or Kate Spade purses. They were leather. They were different colors. They had jewels on them and all sorts of other things. And the marketing and sales department felt like these were just amazing pieces of artwork that every person on earth would want. Everybody's going to want their phone to look different. Were they wrong? No. But they were about 10 years too soon on that. (laughs) So these cases flopped and they flopped big time. But because I was new to things, I was afraid to question it. So I just kept going with what marketing said. These are going to be a big deal. These are going to be a big deal. I am pushing thousands of these cases all over the place in the U.S. because I was in charge of all of accessories nationally. I just kept pushing them. I kept upping the forecast so that more inventory would get pushed. Yeah, they ran out of room in stores and... These cases ended up fire selling everywhere because we just couldn't sell them. Again, it was something before its time. These were not flat, by the way. This was when phones came in clamshell cases. The cases were actually not that great. Uh, They really weren't as functional as cases are today. They really weren't even protecting the phone. So there was a lot wrong with this. But the biggest thing that I learned was go with your gut. My gut was telling me these things. And I didn't trust it enough. Now, granted, I was 25 years old, I believe, at the time. And I thought, these people know better than I do. And what I should have done was run it by my boss. Talk to my boss, ask a couple more questions, show him the data that I had, and ask if he thought what I was thinking was correct. That conversation could have taken all of five minutes. And from that experience, I learned you know, do your own research, trust your gut and ask questions. That is key. So flash forward to when I was 29 years old and I got the opportunity to go work for another organization several jobs later, not the same company I was just talking about. And I had a really hard time leaving the organization that I was a part of. I didn't want to leave because I, I was really building loyalty. I'd been there for a couple of years, but the opportunity that actually sought me out, I wasn't even looking for a job, was just too good to pass up. And I'll tell you that I'm glad that I went with that opportunity. It really did change my life. But on this particular day, I was having a really hard time. How am I going to tell my boss that I'm leaving? So the first thing was I decided to give a month's notice versus two weeks because I knew what I was doing was sort of a linchpin in the organization, and I didn't want to leave my boss hanging. So there was that. But still, telling him was hard because 
I did feel loyalty and I really did love where I was working. And I'd also been promised a lot of things. The proverbial carrot had been dangled and I felt like I was biting the hand that fed me until I told my boss. My boss flipped out. (laughs) He lost his cool and said, I pegged you as a job hopper. I knew you wouldn't last here. And now I'm screwed because you're leaving. Now, knee-jerk reaction, Emily, would jump out of my chair and run out of the room and say, screw this, I'm out of here. Thank God, knee-jerk reaction, Emily, did not show up to work that day. And instead, the woman that my grandmother had influenced showed up that day. So when I was a child, my grandmother used to always tell me to, to leave things better than you found them. Always give people more than they expect from you. And her words, ooh, they were right in the forefront of my mind. And I said, stay in your seat. Do not freak out. My heart was racing. I was embarrassed. I was sad. My feelings were hurt. And I pushed all that aside and said, be professional. And I spent the next month pretending like that conversation never happened and created a manual a point-and-click guide of every single thing I was doing. I had a digital version of it, and I printed it out and put it in a three-ring binder. I made sure that all of my files were organized. There were easy links to finding everything. There was no way that somebody could mess this up. And the day before I left, my boss pulled me into a room, and I was like, oh my gosh, not again. And he apologized. And he said, I'm really sorry for the way I treated you a few weeks ago. You have been nothing but classy since that conversation. And I thank you for putting together everything that you put together for me. It's going to save me until we can find a replacement. It pays to be nice. Do more than is asked of you. Those are my two lessons that I learned from that not so perfect situation. And the final one I want to tell you about is running my own business. So I already told you last week I screwed something up. I mean, that is like a laundry list. I have a million things that I've messed up. But you know where no one is ever going to beat me? I will not quit. I will not quit. And I'm not going to do that again, right? So that silly little gif mess that I created for myself Immediately after those emails went out, I ran some tests and I figured out exactly how you effectively get a GIF and an email. So now you will be getting GIFs because I know how to do it properly. (laughs) I will not stop learning. And I will tell you that what I have learned over the years is that really the formula for all of this is learn, grow, repeat. Learn, grow, repeat. I will continue to make mistakes, but they will not be the same mistakes. They will be higher class mistakes is what I'm going to say, because the more information I learn and the more I grow, the different mistakes I'm going to make, right? I'm sure you've heard this new levels, new devils. I experience it every day. So today, what I want you to do is let yourself off the hook. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. 
None of us are. But our ability to learn and roll with the punches and grow is where we stand out. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.